What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Brooklyn. What's up? On this Sunday, I'm rocking with Fantasia this morning. See, you know, you listen to Fantasia when you, you know, that's that good love. You know that good love when you get that. <laughs> What's up? So I'm coming to you guys with the other VHG question. Let me turn my music down. Let's see. So what's up? I hope you guys are doing okay. So the VSG question for today is, what's up, Brooklyn? I've been following you on IG, following you on Facebook, secretly like stalking you, trying to figure out, you know, how do you balance work, your family, and everything in between? I suffer with depression and anxiety. It's hard for me just to get up sometime in the morning. Please tell me what your secret is. How do you get through it? How do you handle it? And what was the breaking point when you decided enough was enough? I have to lose weight. Whoa, that was a lot. Um, Man, what was my breaking point? Well, first, let me just say this. I am so glad that so many, you know, of my followers are just being more open about the anxiety and depression and PTSD. Like, that is so dope and I'm so happy to hear people just openly asking me that. And um, the thing with that is, I'll start there. The anxiety, because see, your mental health affects your physical health, okay? So I did a whole episode on mental health, so you can go back and listen to that one if you want to. But just to answer you, until you get your physical I mean, until you get your mental health together, let me go on and cut this off because Fantasia got me over here dancing and I ain't answering seriously. Hold on. It's, you know, that's that I'm in love music, right? Okay. So, um, anyway, so yeah, your anxiety, your depression, PTSD, whatever it is that you're, you know, living with, make sure you get that under control first. I had to get that under control first. Um, that was the very first thing that I had to do. So before I even addressed my physical health, I address my mental health because that's where it starts, you know, and you will notice that once you address your mental health, your physical going to fall into place anyway. Now, am I saying that once you go and start getting counseling and get on your medication and get your, you know, meditation or whatever prayer, whatever it is that you do, you know, together, um, are you just going to lose weight? No, but you will start getting healthier. You will start losing weight. Is it the weight that you want to lose? Probably not. Um, but it is a jump start for you and it'll let you know how much your mental health was affecting your physical health. Now that's not for everybody, for people who don't struggle with weight the way we do. Um, they can, you know, they can go run or eat right or whatever. And they're back at their goal weight or whatever the case may be for us. It's a little bit hard. Most of us have been struggling with weight our entire life. Like we've had to deal with it. So for me, I am no different, you know, than anybody else. I've been, I had been struggling with my weight. Really, honestly, the the worst part was I didn't get bad with my weight until after my last child, like right before my last child and which was 11 years ago. So that's when it got out of control. But then I was diagnosed with thyroid disease. Um, and then boom, I get pregnant, you know, and then everything kind of like falls in together. But a lot of that had to do with just depression too, you know, just going through depression and going through, not even knowing that I was depressed. Cause sometimes we don't know that that's what it is that we're going through. So that's why I say it's so important to address your, your mental health first. And I went on for years like that 
for years and years and years, like just, I would work out. I've always cared about my health and my appearance. Um, if you've been following me for a long time, you know that like I've always been a workout person, but I just wasn't getting anywhere, not even noticing that my thyroids and my mental health and all of that played a part in it. Um, but I always used to like work out, work out, but then I'll get, I'll work out five days and then I'll crash and everything starts coming down on me. Life. I was a single mom, you know, raising kids, running a business. Before I ran a business, I had a high stressful job. Love my job though. Like nothing like that was really like kind of my outlet. I worked for Home Depot for like most of my life, um, for Home Depot corporate office. And so that was, you know, my start, but that was also my outlet, but it also masked my depression too. So you got to be careful with hiding behind work and, you know, find it. It's healthy. Don't get me wrong, but you want to make sure you're addressing your mental health first. So anyway, fast forward to now my breaking point, my breaking point was to be honest, my breaking point came to me. I didn't even come to it. You know, um, it, it, it came to me. It's funny how things, uh, you know, fall into place like two years ago. Um, Again, I had been struggling. It was just three years ago, three or four years ago that I was 406 pounds. So it hasn't been long for me. And then I lost a hundred and probably about 115 pounds on my own. That was just from uh, somebody asked me that too. So that was diet. That was exercise. And I kicked it off with a medication called Phenermine. Um, so I did. I did use Phenermine. Somebody asked me that I use that before I did. I used it for like um, maybe six months, six months to a year just to be honest, probably off and on. So I used that and I did lose, um, a hundred and roughly 120 pounds. And after that, I was like at a stumbling point. Right. So I stopped and I'm like, you know, we get into that stale moment, that stall moment. And so I'm struggling with that, struggling with that. And then boom, you know, a trauma, I got hit with a trauma and me and my children went through an awful, awful trauma and it just completely broke me down. Well, what happens when you have depression and you're addicted to food and, and those are the first steps admitting that you have depression, that you are addicted to food, because here's the thing until you admit what's wrong with you, until you accept that part, you're going to keep going back and forth and weight loss surgery is not going to matter. So you have to be honest about who you are, what you're going through and be willing to address it. So that was my thing. Like I had to admit that because as soon as that trauma happened, we could say, oh, well, I understand why you went and overate and did it. No, granted, that's what happened. But we have to have healthy ways of coping with it, healthy ways of, you know, getting through it. So rather than eating myself to death, I probably should have worked out or go to counseling or journal or, you know, whatever, go to the beach. or But I didn't get to that point until after that happened. Like it complete life just completely broke me down with that. And so I was at my bottom, honestly, when my bottom was my breaking point. Like that was it. I had lost everything, not even monetarily. Monetary, let me see, God, that was just God's grace. Monetarily, I was fine. I didn't have, you know, any issues with money. But when I say I had lost everything, all of my stability, I went one day from having me and all my children, son in college, living the American dream, beautiful home, beautiful family, you know, everything. And one day it's all snatched from up under you. Like you just, not even one day, it's like one minute, one minute I'm in my office working. And then five minutes later, my entire life changes, you know, so that, that stability being, you know, pulled from up under me. So suddenly 
you know, that that threw me right into depression, right into like I was completely, completely broke down. And so when I got to that point, I started going to therapy. I started um, taking my medication to control, you know, my anxiety and I developed PTSD from that incident. Um, And so I started taking my medication for my PTSD making sure all my children were in counseling for what happened with us and, you know, and just making sure everybody was okay. And then one day I got tired. I was tired. I was like, I want to get healthy. I'm tired of looking like this. I want to be, and it's not like I had never been a healthy weight before. So I knew what I looked like at a healthy weight, you know? So this, like how I look now is not new to me. And I just wanted to get back to that point. I was like, mentally, I have myself together. My life is not where it was two years ago. Um, I'm not struggling mentally the way I was two years ago. God has given me grace this entire, because I went the entire year, almost two years, not working at all. I just ran my business. That's it. But if you know me, you know that I normally work and I normally run my business. But I just went strictly to just running my business and focus only on my mental health. Now, you're going to say, Brooklyn, everybody can't do that. I agree. So what I would say to you is if you're working, just make sure that you're taking time out for yourself every day, because if you're not, you're going to stay in that in that mode. And every time something happens, food is going to be your go to because that's what we're addicted to food. So, you know, I would say definitely, you know, stay out of that. And then once I started, you know, once I said to myself, like nobody else can make you get to your breaking point, you're going to get there. And then once it's there, you're going to have to make a decision. Do I want to live or do I want to die? Because people, you know, especially when we're obese, we don't like to, because I've been plus size my whole life. And don't get me wrong. I loved myself when I was plus size. I love my curves. I thought, you know, I always dressed for my body type. So I wasn't like you know, overweight or, you know, a plus size woman who wore clothes that was too small or, you know, whatever. I always dressed for my body type. So I always looked very nice. I always, you know, I was in a professional environment, so I was dressed a certain way. So I wasn't that, but we'll embrace obesity to make ourselves feel better, to mask the depression, which is exactly what I did. And until you get there and you admit that you're going to say, no, 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 no. But I'm telling you, that's exactly what it is. And for those of us who are in the VSG world, who have accepted that and who do well, you know, with this journey, that's what we had to look at. Yes. Don't get me wrong. I love myself. I love myself. Then I, you know, and I completely hear you. And, but you have to say too, see, obesity is not the actual thing. What, what happens from obesity is the thing. So you can't be 400 pounds, 300 pounds, 400 pounds, and think your heart is healthy. It's not. And even if it's healthy right now, if you're young and it's healthy right now, you have to understand that later on in life, it's not going to be. Your heart is not made to have all that fat around it. And I like to tell people to, you know, think about this. The reason we start protruding, the reason you have a belly, the reason your arms are big, the reason your thighs are big, the reason your back is full and all of that, it's because the fat has nowhere else to go. Once your insides is full of fat, you start protruding. That's what happens. So think about all your organs being covered in fat. Forget, you know, the mental part of making yourself feel good because you're plus size and you haven't, you know, lost the weight yet or whatever. Think about what your insides are going through right now. 
That's what you need to think about. And that's what I started looking at. You know, I have three children. I am now a Nana. My oldest son and daughter-in-law just gave me uh, my first granddaughter, my first grandchild, period. My first granddaughter, she is absolutely beautiful. Um, So, but at the time I had my three boys. So I had my oldest son who is now 23. I had my middle son who is now 18 and Alex that you guys probably see with me all the time, um, who is now, who just turned 11 a couple of days ago. And so out of all my children, I have two disabled kids, I, you know, two kids who have, uh, who have mental issues, you know, and so are, or on the spectrum, let me just say it like that. So two of my children are on the spectrum, my middle son and also my youngest son. And so you have to think about that. Like I had something to live for. So think about the thing you have to live for, the thing you need to live a long life for. Like if something happened to me, what would happen to my son? You know, you have to think about stuff like that. You have to want to live. You have to want to do better. You have to want to be able to walk up the stairs without going out of breath. You have to want to want to bend down and tie your shoe and not not be able to breathe. You want to want to be able to get on a plane and not have to get an extension for your seatbelt or buy two seats because I done been both places where I either had to get an extension for my seatbelt or go ahead and buy the seat next to me. So that way I'm comfortable. You know how embarrassing that is. That is completely embarrassing. So if you are listening to this and you know that is you, you understand exactly what I'm talking about. Like being able to go in the kitchen and eat an, an entire, I used to eat an entire Sara Lee cheesecake to myself and it was so good when I was eating it but then after that guess what whatever it was I was going through still made me crash and now I'm back eating something else so you have to get that part under control and my breaking point was I had already everything had been you know snatched from up under me and I wanted my life back I wanted my life back and I knew me getting healthy was the first step to me getting my life back so that's you know that's where I started. And I had to be careful, you know, like with my surroundings and people surrounding me. I always talk about that all the time. Be mindful of the people around you, because sometimes it's not your depression and anxiety. Sometimes it's just you got a fucking asshole around you. Sometimes the people around you just are that they are the anxiety. They are the depression. So you got to be mindful of that. The people who are around you, if they're not supportive, if they're not positive, if they're if they don't have the same mindset as you or anything like they have to be. In your circle, like, you know, your circle has to be a positive circle. I tell people all the time, I only deal with like minded people, period. The people in my circle are all like minded. All of my friends are either business owners, some type of professional, some type of my one of my closest friends is in, in Nikki. She's in the army and she also works for the CDC. My other friend, um, Africa, she's a doctor. That's her profession. She's been a doctor since early 30s, probably before 30, always been her profession. And then my other friend, Jane, she works for a huge uh, nonprofit organization called United Against Poverty. Um, my circle of people are professionals. I I own a company. I run a business. You know, it, it, we are like-minded people. So you have to make sure that your circle is good and you have to make sure that your friends are praying friends. If you got friends that you can get on the phone with and just gossip with, that's not a friend. And that's not something you need in your circle at all. There is not one friend that I have that I pick up the phone and we have a gossiping session. If all three of my friends, my closest friends was on this 
podcast with me right now, they will tell you there is not one day that we have ever picked up the phone and our conversation was about someone else. It's always about God because we all pray together. So it's always about God. It's always about our family, whether one of us is going through something or the other one is going through something. That's the other thing, too. Be mindful of friends who can't support you when you're going through something. Trust me, been there, done that. You know, you got to They have to be realists. They have to be you know, you have to be able to be open, like how I'm transparent with you guys about everything. Your friendship should be like that, too, because you don't want friends that make you feel like you're the only one going through something. Like you the only one, you and your husband, the only one that's going through some bullshit at home. You the only woman in the world that her husband or her man done cheated on her. You the only woman in the world that your that their husband or their man don't have a job or don't have, or you know, that are struggling. Something's going on in your relationship to where if the people around you make you feel belittled, because of that, or you can't come to them and, you know, be open and it don't get everywhere else. Like you have to watch your circle and professionally like this, if if the people professionally around you aren't going anywhere, broke people produce broke people. Say that again, broke people produce broke people. So if everybody in your circle is broke, what does that say about you? And you'll say, oh, Nakaya, money's not everything. No, money's not everything. But let me tell you, it is definitely a necessity. And it is right up there. I seen a meme that said money isn't everything, but it's right up there next to oxygen. Absolutely. You know, like I'm, it's not everything. God is everything. That's everything. That's who is everything. Jesus is everything. But don't be ridiculous and think that you don't need money to live and you don't need money makes things comfortable. So it, it just depends on what you want. But if you're around that type of person, that's what you're going to get. So to answer your question, you know, like that's that's where I had to get. And as far as relationships, you know, you just want to have this whole thing about, you know. Don't be, make sure you straight, because that's the other thing, too. What happen is we will get into relationships, whether it's friendships, whether it's marriages or you know whatever the case may be and you're taking on that other person's issues you know you want to make sure everybody is still an individual you want to make sure everybody has their stuff together they can handle themselves you want to make sure you know you're not basing your relationships off of something that is physical so let me say this about this ladies with your relationships don't you know start basing your relationships off of money if you're choosing a man based on finances, you're already starting off wrong. Because here's the thing. That is not, and I like to tell women this all the time, because I have been on both sides of the fence. But for the most part, I've never in my life dated a man who does not have money. This is, don't clap and be like, oh, girl, such and such and such. No, 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 no. Because I'm about to get you the real on it, okay? Never. So let me run down my list of men. I done had doctors. I done had attorneys. I done had all white collar, okay? All white collar men. Men who are making six figures. Men who can fly me anywhere. Men who can buy me whatever I want to ride in. Men who can, anything I want. I say it, I think it, it's done. I have never, ever, ever had a broke dude. Ever. Now, does that mean that you need to start getting with one? Absolutely not. (laughs) But... What I am saying to you is all those men that I'm with, I'm not with them now. 
And you want to know why? Because, see, when you choose people based off of finances only or statuses or titles or, you know, that one, that shit is overrated. Two, what happens is that person starts feeling like they own you. When you don't have your own ladies, that's what happens. Men, same thing. That's what happens. You need to come. Everybody needs to come into the relationship expecting only what you can give yourself. So if you, I see so many women who are like, like, and and not being funny, but if you at Burger King, right. And and ain't nothing working at Burger King. Cause when I was 15, I worked at Wendy's. Okay. Whatever. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I don't care if you 30 years old working at Popeye's. How about that? You working, it's paying your bills. I'm not downing you at all. Been there, done that. But what I am saying is you can't have this list that's like, oh, he has to be a doctor. He has to be this. He has to drive this. He ha-. No, you can't even afford that for yourself. And then what happens is we get into these relationships. Here goes the mental part of it. We get into these relationships that are not fulfilling any other way. Okay. And it's going to end. It's going to end and then boom, you right back. Here go your, depre- your depression. Here go your eating. Here go to gaining weight. Here go to, you know, going through what you're going through. Yeah, stop doing that. Stop, stop choosing friends or relationships or anything like that. The people around you based off of something you want from them. Like you, you can't, you can't have that type of, you know, that type of life. And I always tell people, so like when I started dating a regular person and not saying regular, like they ain't shit regular like they real you know what I mean regular like we going through real shit we have a real relationship a real life you can be yourself around that person I'm not eating at white tablecloth dinner tables every damn night I I can't you know I have to be a baby doll every single damn day I got to look like a damn china doll I got to walk around in heels every single moment I have to be proper every single moment because you are, you know, a reflection of that person and you're standing next to them all the time. And they get so involved in that life that you become an object in their world. And then all the regular things that you desire are out the window. Like I was so happy when I could eat a goddamn hot dog freely. I was so happy when I could eat pizza and just be like and burp, you know, like not feel like, oh, my God, I need to. I can't tell you how, how free that feels when you don't have to be caged. You know what I mean? So just be careful what you ask for and get yourself together and make sure you together. And if you together and you healthy and you happy, you will attract exactly what you need. I, that whole saying about you attract who you are, that is very, very true. Something about that person that you're with, or those people who are around you says something about you. It's something that they have that you also have that you guys have in common. So you got to be careful about that. But yes, that was my breaking point. Deciding to live. Deciding to live or die. But I am about to cook dinner. And I still have to work today. And I did do a live for um, to answer the question. I did do a live um, on how to start a podcast. And for some reason, the video went dark. But if you listen to it, it's actually there. Like you can actually hear it. But um yeah, it's actually there. But yeah, that's that's really all I got for you guys today. I'm 23 minutes in. I am getting ready to enjoy the rest of my weekend because starting tomorrow is going to be 
crazy for me. Um, but I will make sure um, I'm dropping another one, uh, another episode, I think on Thursday, because I'm super busy, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And I'm one of them people that probably should record early, but I don't. I wait to the last minute. Like you guys get unedited versions all the time. Like this right here, I am literally, literally standing in my kitchen right now over some chicken wings that I'm getting ready to cook. And I had my Bluetooth on, which is why y'all heard Fantasia. And I'm jamming in my kitchen and I'm getting ready to uh getting ready to cook dinner and then go in my office and work a little bit. So that's where we at. <laughs> so real with it. But you guys have a good day. I love you guys. Be dope.